podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Let's kick off with some housekeeping. Please go ahead, give us some. Ah, I can never say that part. Please. I'm definitely keeping this in. Please go ahead, give us a subscribe. It's like, give us a, a subscribe. It's like so many S's in a row. Rate and review on iTunes. Follow on Twitter at FMLPL. Email and rate my team's other shit to FMLPL at gmail.com. Check our website, fmlpl.com. We have league info, links to our team, social media, stores, stickers, and ringtones. Also on our website, we post lineup lamentations before every game. We pick our starting 11s, captains, and more. Lastly, shout out still top the FMLPL table, Anton Johansson. But I also wanted to shout out now ranked 15th in the table, in the FMLPL table. Scott Tempe Bug pointed out to me this American dude named Yossi, but his team name is OK, which is <laughs> fucking genius, and I love you. Yeah, that's a good shout. Let's just talk about him every week. <laughs> yeah, I'll cover his moves every week. Maybe it would be interesting to cover like the league leader and do their transfers and shit since we fucking suck. Mm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. It's barely interesting hearing about our teams, and I it, one of them is mine. <laughs> um, all right, you want to start or should I start? I'll get it out of the way. Yeah, get it out of the way. It's bad. Normal, it's bad. Yeah, another normal red for me. I landed on forty four. Um, I got basically captain blank and like a few returns, but it was just bad. I had so many miffs, like Van Fuck. Getting one point, subbed off 55th minute instead of the clean. And then Yaya obviously should have had a 10 pointer with a max bones and a bat or max bones and a pen. Wasn't given. How many pens though? Like I rewatched those highlights and obviously there's the push, which is just like such a blame penalty. But there was like one and a half other ones that could have been called. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough with Yaya because, you know, he's deep and shit, but. He still gets his odd maybe one or two chances for an attacking or turn up and play, but last week against Everton, Stonewall pen opening minutes of the game not given. In this game, the shove pen not given. I mean, right there is just like twenty points. Yeah, I feel like so, the refs have just like such an extreme ebb and flow this season of like yeah. early doors, there's just a million pens every week. And then now yeah. I feel like they're instructed to like give less pens. I, I don't know. No. If so, they're succeeding. But yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a huge myth there because I mean I identified him I think well to get him ahead of the yeah. curve a little bit. He should have ten and points ish in each teams. of the last two weeks. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's been tough. And then my other big midfield differential I got in two weeks ago was Ramsey, who I don't know. He still looks great. His stats were really good this game. He before the red card anyway. He was in and around the box a lot, and he. Uh, he still looks good. I don't know how they've had. I think they've scored six goals the last two games, and he hasn't been involved in anything. Well, yeah, there one was a pan, and two were own goals. But yeah, well, four of the game before. I'm just saying, you know, six game, six goals yeah, yeah, in two definitely. games and no involvement seems odd for Ramsey because he usually is in there. And I mean, I guess to a degree, the Shaka red is great for him too because 
Sometimes they would interchange who would go forward, but with Cock in, he's just never going to go forward, really. So maybe it makes Ramsey a little better. But I think he probably has like two games to go before I can't stomach him anymore. But yeah, I mean they have home Watford. Seems silly to get rid before that. But no, then I mean, at Chelsea, home Hull. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. If to- he looks, yeah, if he looks bad against Watford. Home Hall is, as we've seen, no longer a really good fixture. It's just like probably good. Yeah, it's just like pretty good. I'll maybe look at getting rid of him. Yeah, because Chelsea is looks. rough, obviously. Yeah, because Yaya's got Swansea and Bournemouth and shit. I mean, those two, I don't know. I I was trying to give them a spell on the side because I thought they were pretty nice, cheeky little differentials there in midfield. But mm, I don't know. I don't know why I started talking about that. I'm I'm gonna be a mess today. Just warning. <laughs> warning signs. You go. I don't want to talk about any of my other players. What did you do? Well, you still have Costa, which is nice, which I should shout out. He's just doing what but he's it's done not, all season. But it's not nice because I dropped fucking two thousand million gajillion monies on him losing value every week. I've held him through he's had what two blanks in the last six. And he's getting like his returns have been fucking horrible. Like six points is good, but it's fine. It's a defender. That's kind of what we've been talking about all season. But yeah. to my team, I mean, I had all three of my forwards blanked, including my captain Lukaku. So there are very few forwards that are like pretty owned that return this week. Costa was one. Kane was one. They both had low scores, but it low still scores. makes a pretty big difference in a week like this where there's very few scoring, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it means I went down to 80k instead <laughs> of 180k. Uh, actual, though, you would have gone down a lot more. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so I started off with the early game Liverpool-Swansea, which I have extremely mixed feelings on because kill myself as a Liverpool supporter, but I have Firmino and Siggy, so I obviously... Pretty much insured a green arrow by eight thirty in the morning on Saturday, which was a good way to start the week. But and then, then it was all downhill. Yeah, it was all downhill. I mean, the captain blank is annoying. Back to back weeks, I have not followed the herd and Captain Alexis and got burned by it. Even though he hasn't really looked good or looked let's, like scoring from open play at all. Let's move to that after we finish. Yeah, that, I think we that's can start there. Yeah, um, Stan Blank. Well, the, the Rooney, the Rooney goal was like minus seven. The Rooney goal was a huge myth because it was actual minus seven. Yeah, Lee Grant was on for clean and Max Bones, and then he Rooney scores a what ninety fourth minute worldie, and he loses all bonus points. Like I haven't complained about the bonus points in a while because I feel like we kind of all got uh, used time? to it. But like, is it what, time? Let's what hear is it. that like? If it was like an own goal, you subtract all the bones, like he makes a critical error or something like that. I just think the actual event should have some meaning, not just the did he keep a clean sheet or not keep a clean sheet. That's like a relatively for someone who's not Courtois or some other six foot seven monster, it's a pretty unsavable dong. And he just loses all of three of his bonus points. Like he's the only reason that Stoke even got a draw. He had so many good saves in that game. It's just fucking I don't hear you complaining about Phil Jones two baps. Yeah, Phil Jones got me two so baps. So what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I'll let take me hear it. about that, Alon. The <laughs> bonus point system, Alon, is very balanced. Yeah, it's not. It's not fair, but yeah, I did come out with two from Phil there. But it just makes no sense. I mean, Phil gets two. 
Lee goes from three to zero on that goal. I, I don't understand. Well, I got cleans from Alonzo and Baines, but I was also thinking, like, there were so many attacking returns from fucking annoying fucks in defense this week, and neither of us have any of them. It was just, like, random-ass, like, header assists and shit. Little I mean, flick it's Brunt. And it's just Brunt's world. I Brunt worldies and Macaulay assists and just, yeah, just all... Koscielny, like, fuck off. God damn it. But, yeah, overall... I still got a green arrow, although it's deceiving. Like, I was looking at it. I'm up 20K. It's my third straight green arrow, my fourth green in the last five game weeks. But even through all of that, I'm still only in net positive 10K places. So it looks a lot prettier than it actually is, but at least I'm going in the right direction. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, that's where I'm at. Not capping Alexis fucking burns me again. I w- if I capped him the last two weeks, I'd be up another, like, 30k probably yeah probably more but yeah. alexo alexis though yeah should we just jump right into that what the fuck alexis yeah it's just he's still scoring a goal a game somehow but the last couple games with Giroud, it's back to what he was last season which was really not a captaincy option like i also want to get on to a little bit later, talking about him versus Ozil, but as long as Giroud's playing, it's very clear. Like this week, he had no business returning. It was just he, his stats are always he still the 97th like, minute penalty, yeah. and he only took which, it because Giroud because was Giroud's, subbed off, yeah. which is also great for me. Yeah, and granted, Arsenal are playing down a, down a man for like a third of the game or whatever it was, but it's clear that the central spaces are being taken up by Giroud and he can't run in there. And when he was playing central striker, he was a shout for a hat trick every single game. Cause he was, his stats were the same, if not better. Cause his stats are still incredible. They're he still, still shoots a ton. Ridiculous. But no midfielder yeah. compares to them. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of him taking shots at, outside of the area, he was running in behind and having like on, he was in the center on breaks instead of being on the wing, trying to, like hockey assists the break. Yeah, Drew's wa- just in there. I wonder what the like advanced stats and like expected goals, which which takes into account where the shots are from. I wonder how that has changed since Giroud, because it feels like they've changed drastically. Because he's getting sent through one on one down the middle when he's playing center striker versus you know he's like on the on the corner of the box trying to like curl in a worldie that he puts over the net every single time. Yeah, it's just he's just looked bad and he doesn't look explosive at all and it doesn't feel like he's a good captaincy option. I'm sure some people are going to still just look at home Watford. He's got 3 and 3 still, but I don't think he's a good captaincy option. I would I would not have sold, even though he was my highest scorer for the weekend, I would not have picked him again. I mean, I think it was the correct decision even though it didn't come off. Yeah, that's how um, I feel. It's a it's and I'm a not and I'm yeah. And I'm not gonna. He's not in my consideration for a captain this weekend. Although producer Nate and I kind of feel like Giroud is kind of running out of time a little bit. He's just been so bad, and Arsenal look. I mean, it's just palpable, like how much less explosive they are as a team. More boring to watch, less creative. Yeah. I, I don't know. Awobi looked fucking like their best player last week. <laughs> 
Yeah, Wobes has been good. His pace has been good. But you can't tell me that their team with Welbeck on the wing and Alexis up top is not better than what they're doing right now with Giroud. I won't have that argument. But it's a matter... I mean, yeah, I think it's a matter of time because Giroud will show his true colors for what he is and he's not going to score so frequently like he did. And I think they should be really close to making that switch because anyone who's been watching Arsenal all season know that they've been at their best when Alexis has played up top. But... Until I see that, I'm not going to still captain yeah, and no, hoping that's that you're, totally you know. Yeah, yeah. But but I do want. I think though, because that's also assuming that Wenger's going to make this decision, which always burns us in the past until it actually happens. And until it actually happens, if you take last season's larger sample size into account, Ozil versus Alexis is back into a question. I think because especially now when the difference is two, if not three million, depending on when you bought, or it's like two, two and a half when you bought Alexis. Ozil last season was a better pick than Alexis for value, and it was similar, maybe like one million or a little bit less. The price difference was a lot closer last year, I think. But yeah, it Ozil wasn't was even just his, for value. I mean, Ozil just straight up points, had more points. Yeah. yeah, and he's showing. I think this this game too against Burnley, he got into a lot more threatening central positions in the box with some pretty good chances for goal, more so than I thought Alexis did in open play. He got the assist again on the set piece. I don't know. I, I'm not advising making that switch, but I think the double up is definitely real. But I don't Such know. What do you think? Is that just double up? That's the problem. Yeah. But is it too nuts, or do you think the boat's missed, or what? No, I don't think it's too nuts. I pretty much feel similarly to you. We always warn people about assuming rational coaching decisions, not just with Wenger, with any manager. There's just no. Even though it seems very obvious to us or a casual listener or even like some hardcore analyst, it doesn't mean the manager is seeing the same things or has the same priorities that we do. You know, like Arsenal are still fucking winning. Like, he doesn't fucking, that's what matters, you know? It also might be that he feels without Walcott that they do lose too much. That he doesn't maybe he doesn't see enough goals in the side. Yeah, I mean, there's not many goals in Welbs or Wobes or Ox Ozil. or Ozil. So yeah, I could see that reasoning. But yeah, it, it's a little too risky to assume rational coaching and just assume that Giroud's going to get dropped, even though he looks pretty bad and Arsenal look a little dull with him in. And I do think, yeah, I, I can I can see your reasoning. I mean. Otzel's been hanging around with him for the last like two, three weeks in terms of uh, points, and he had some good shots and stuff. And it's just hard to make the change. It's hard to like. It's really, really risky to drop Alexis just because of the ownership and and the captaincy percentage seemingly every week. Yeah, it's definitely that makes it's an yeah. incredibly risky move. And and he's, might- he's owned by eighty percent of the top ten k. Yeah, and it might be, it's a little early to go that rogue, possibly. I mean, we still have, you know, about 40% of the season to go or so, but I think it's something that you could get away with. I don't think you're going to really like come out ahead, but I think if, if you want to, if you need 2 million, I don't, I don't know. It's probably crazy. Yeah, if you but need 2 I, million, I, still, I could see that. Or if I you're still think, going like oh, Hazard and you already have Tottenham coverage or something, well, you're getting rid dumb. of Hazard. Why the fuck would you want to get Hazard? No, if you're getting rid of Hazard. Oh, that's genius. Yeah, man. that's always good. Which I guess okay, we can talk I just about after. To, yeah, we could go to... Ch- I just wanted to kind of mention that because I think Ozil's in no teams. He's in no teams. He's no teams. so th- under the radar, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a little bit overlooked. Granted that he's 
still extremely expensive, still more expensive than Ollie and Ericsson, so probably not great value there. But when you're looking at Alexis, I know it's crazy when he's gotten three and three and he hasn't blanked in forever, but he just doesn't look good. So I don't know. Just thinking, just talking. You yeah, know, just talking. Pod, you know, right? we like just to cover everything. Yeah, that's just that's what we pot it's just, about. It's just, it's just an FPL pod. It's so just banter. Just talking. Just bans. Don't get Ramsey though, because when I get rid of Ramsey, then everyone needs to get Ramsey. That's when you got Ramsey. Yeah. God. Okay. Let's go to Chelsea. I mean, what you have Hazard? How quickly is he out of your team? I had Hazard. He was out of my team. (laughs) I think like the minute he got subbed, I opened my computer and started looking at what I was gonna, who I was gonna get. And then about right after the game ended, I just made my transfer. I was like, I don't want to think about this anymore. I feel so much happier now. I don't have to watch him anymore. It's you don't have fucking, to look at him in your team, even. Yeah, it's it's good. It's just good to get some new faces in midfield. But he's just been such an insane nightmare, disappointment transfer ever since I got him. He's been so frustrating. And I think I've hit two captaincy blanks with him since I got him, which is hurt. But he's just—I don't know. It's—it's it's just like that old girlfriend you never stop thinking about. And you're just like, oh, I wonder what she's up to. Like, oh, like he's always just there winking at me, and he's—it's never really like great, you know. Like he's always too expensive, and he ticks along because he never gets hurt and shit. But he has these little six points, five points, seven points. I, I don't know. He's not that good at FPL. I think just full stop. He's not explosive. He doesn't shoot that much. His stats are deceivingly good. He creates a fair amount of chances. He's shitty fucking ass on the road. He's always one of the most expensive midfielders <laughs> in the game. Like it's just he's not a good pick. He's and just not a good pick. Holding him, he's just not a good pick. And holding him looking at these fixtures was so fucking stupid because he looked consistently like not returning fantasy points. And he would just get this like little Got like a weird assist on a side pass in the box or something. Like he just hasn't been looking good for fantasy returns. And yeah, I mean he has like two getting, goals from like game week twelve on. Yeah, and two assists. Two. That's yeah, ridiculous. And it's bad, and he's ten plus. So it's just bad. So he's been he's been a big problem, and I'm happy to not have him anymore. Yeah, fuck, yeah. It's time to get him. rid. I don't know, and like I keep captaining him because I'm just stupid. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck. How that happened? I mean, I'm just looking at. I'm just look. Whenever I look at his home fixture return, return like you said, it's the girlfriend. It's yeah. You just see him waking. You just want to fucking fuck him one more time, but he won't. He won't reciprocate the fucking. No, he doesn't reciprocate. But as that said, there should have been that fucking pen on Pedro. Again, how many pens should there have been? Yeah, if should be pens were points, we would be top ten k right now. And there were so many of the West Brom had a fucking Stonewall pen not given. There were there were so many. Yeah, Chadley should have had given. a massive haul this week, but did yeah, not do. Yeah, Ron Rondon got fucking owned at one moment. But but what about as, our, as like continuing on the Chelsea train? I mean, a lot of people have. Everyone has probably at least one Chelsea defender. A lot of people have two. Their next two are at Liverpool, home Arsenal. I feel like a lot of people are starting to maybe get rid of one to get one Chelsea, one Spurs, or maybe even just ditching Chelsea defense for a little bit for a few weeks and then bringing them back. What do you think about that? Well, I think there's two things. One, I think having two and getting rid of one is totally fine. I have no problem with that. But 
The other thing they have to think about if you have one and you're thinking of yo-yoing is that we do have some blank game weeks coming up. It's it's not around the corner, but it's it's on the horizon. Game week twenty six and twenty eight. I think there's some 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 fixtures that are going to be rescheduled. Yeah, after the, nothing is like certain yet, but it'll happen certain, but very soon. I think yeah. after the FA Cup this weekend on Monday, when the draw comes out, they'll announce some blanks. Yeah, so keeping an eye towards that, we're not going to have luxury transfers to be like, oh, I really want to swap my like, you know, Rose back United. to Alonso or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I think you need to be a little bit farther thinking than just three game weeks. And the other thing to consider is that there is no real bad fixture for Chelsea's defense. The way that they play, what they've shown so far is they're just a top defensive side. But that said, I do I do like diversifying if you have two right now because it's hard to imagine they get more than one clean sheet in the next three. They could get two, but it's risky. When there are other teams like Spurs that look like firing, Everton look great. There are other. Op- I mean, Alonso's obviously the best option there. Yeah, he but, is I mean, the one rid of, that you just set and forget yeah, you because keep. he's just so attacking. Yeah, and he just had a brace. But oh, as Pill, for example, he you're having him because he's getting the baps and clean sheet games, and that's it. He has no attacking, the real no attacking impotence, and he's so expensive. So if you could switch him to like Coleman or Braun or. Fucking Bellerin, I don't know. Someone on a team that doesn't. I mean, have three Spurs shit have fixtures. great defensive fixtures. Yeah, Spurs having a Spurs defender seems better, but that's probably where I sit there. Yeah, I, I think know. that's Chelsea's an important thing that you bring up, though. It's not like usually we like to think pretty short term with the transfer. Two three weeks is when you can like really like hone in on their form and maybe you know catch a huge haul or something, but. Maybe worth thinking a little bit longer term with the blanks around the corners is not a bad shot at all. And so if yeah, you're thinking like not just these two weeks, if you're thinking like the next seven or eight, then Chelsea's still fantastic to own. Right after Liverpool Arsenal, they have a great run again. So Yeah, yeah and I think Everton too. I mean it's hard to see past Baines on pens and Coleman with these this attacking output he's been in. And they're guaranteed fixtures, I think, that they're uh, they're guaranteed twenty eight game and twenty six. Oh really? Yeah, I should have yeah. looked this up before we. Potted. There's not much info, but I know like them, and I think West Brom's another team that's guaranteed games there that they're not going to blank. Fuck West so, Brom! God damn it! Yeah, but not fuck. It's this is the, this is why we're bad. Not we fuck, get, but fuck, no, but fuck. But this is why we're one of the main reasons why we're bad is we get so emotional about yeah, we're teams emotional. or players. Yeah. And then we don't get them, and they like Walker. Like, imagine, do you remember fucking dude? I was thinking about this preseason. He was five five, and we had him on our team for the whole preseason. Yeah, because that's just, cheap for Walker. I know, but that's what I'm fucking saying. I we know. don't get him. It's a nightmare. I know. Oh god. God damn it. Yeah, we're getting worked up, and you know we always get worked up, but uh, maybe that's what makes good potting. It's hard to say. People like the drama. They like the uh, emotional roller coaster that we go on. And here we are. So, what were we talking about? Everton. But, like, Coleman and Baines look great. You'd rather have one of them than Azpil and Alonso, I think. Yeah, I agree. That's. But it's a luxury. It's still a luxury. Yep. And Alonso also should have conceded a pen. Blatant. Oh, my God. Definitely. Maybe most blatant of the weekend. And obviously yeah, it, was, it doesn't get it was, called. It was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Um, where do you want to go from there? Well, I think Spurs, the Spurs City game was, that was you know, a, a talking point. Such an amazing itself. game. It was, it was a really, really insane game. But I think that if you just take that game out of 
out of the consideration and you look at what Spurs have been doing the like last handful they've just been scoring four goals, two goals, four goals, four, four goals, two goals, three goals. They're scoring for fun. They're easy, they've easily eclipsed Liverpool and offensive output and I think with at Sunderland coming up and a pretty nice uh, fixture on on the horizon you should probably own three Spurs players if not right now very soon they're gonna probably just keep going I don't see a reason why they wouldn't or who's gonna stop them probably the only thing that would stop them is if Dembele got hurt or if Poch decides to try to win Europa League yeah that would be insane I think though I agree, but he kind of did the exact same thing last year. Did he? Was he playing first teamers? And yeah, for, not like entire first team. I remember Kane would often get the games off and shit, but you know the fullbacks were getting rotated like weekly, and there yeah. was a lot of a lot of trapping and changing. Yeah, that, that'll be a monkey wrench, but we still are a little. Yeah, bit, we're a little a bit of ways away, but that. yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, we've been saying it for like three ish weeks now. I mean, the value that you get on Ali Erickson and Kane is pretty unrivaled. Yeah, it's big. They're they're all good shots for returns. Their stats are all really good. You know, Kane on pens is a great captaincy shout. I think Ali and Erickson are also a good captaincy shout. But there's it's hard to see these these minnows like Sunderland and I mean. The last couple against West Brom and Watford, they just can't handle them. Yeah, no, the the full on team pile on that they put on is just immense. And yeah, like yeah. They, like you said, they can't handle. What's funny about Ali is that his stats are not even close to good. They're like pretty bad. But it's just his conversion. Yeah, he's just donging. Like it's like he has one shot in the last two weeks, but his one shot was a point blank dong of a header that like he couldn't miss and that's been his mo kind of just getting into really really good positions getting good service and and finishing them so i don't know i was talking to scott a bit about him versus erickson because well i brought in ollie already this week and i know you did too it's hard because erickson does have the better stats but football stats are so deceptive it's not the type of game that lends itself to really really all telling stats i don't think and just when you judge by the eye test it's just ali is just so much more threatening than erickson even if erickson is shooting more that that's in the end that's what made my decision yeah i yeah i agree um i was (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering if there's any shout to like the wingbacks or the Moving on from the three five two and going back to like kind of normal Spurs after that City game because I feel like Pep just completely schooled Poch and was just here's the blueprint for everyone to play against their wing backs and really put pressure on them and get behind them or do you think that most other teams don't really have the players to do that anyway and they'll just keep doing it? Yeah, no, I, I think it's the latter for sure. I think that they kind of had hit a perfect storm against City where they were just they got a couple of their guys on cards early and they were they were playing wide and they have such class in all positions. Uh he did just I think it was just a straight up schooling of the, the tactics and the formations from Pep yeah, to Potch. Absolutely. But it must be said, I, I still don't understand why Vimmer would play over Ben Davies in that back three when Ben Davies is a lot more mobile. He plays there for Wales. He's a lot better passer of the ball. I think Wim, Vimmer is just like a 
would probably be a fine center back in like a four four two. He like has a been, yeah, he, yeah. But I don't. I think that's a big. That was a big difference for them. Is definitely, that yeah. And when that left sided you, you have to be able to go outside and basically play fullback when the yeah. when your wingbacks are pushed far up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you have to be able to make those diagonal passes and, and feel comfortable doing it in your own third, basically, or else the system collapses because if the goalie's hoofing it all the time, then you're going to just get caught out and you're not going to be able to get possession or hold it. So. I thought I was surprised there. I really did expect Ben Davies to come in instead of Vimmer for Vertong in there. But that aside, I still think that they've been blowing teams away with the three four three or whatever the fuck they've been playing with three at the back lately. I think that Vimmer is still like fine. He's just not as good as Vert. Yeah, I just wouldn't I, bring him in. He's, no, 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 yeah. definitely not. Bring, yeah, yeah, definitely would not bring him in. I was hoping there would be some clarity, but the the fact that he hooked him as soon as he could, he got an early card, and he went yeah. back to his four at the back. It reminds me kind of of like a Holgate situation with Everton, where I'm still in the back of my mind, nervous that he's just going to go back to not playing three at the back. Yeah, absolutely. But I still think that when Spurs are looking at teams like you know Sunderland coming up. Middlesbrough, Stoke, they should be able to batter them back with three at the back, and they won't be able to contain them. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's my take. It it could, you know, I don't know. We could do whatever. Yeah, it's just most teams don't have like the pace and the vision of City's attackers and City's midfield, and that's really what it took. It took like you know, pretty much picture perfect balls from Silva, Yaya, KDB over the top to. Sane, Sterling, and Aguero, which are incredible pace and skill to open them up. And yeah, most teams probably can't do that. I don't know, yeah, maybe Charlie like Adam to fucking Shakiri and Arnie. <laughs> Class. Yeah. We'll see how that comes off for them this weekend. Yeah. Or next next weekend. Next. Um I guess we should touch on Liverpool. I mean a lot of people are getting rid of Lalana. He's dropping in price if he didn't already. Um, they fucking screwed the pooch. They probably fucked their title chances completely. It was a dark morning for me. Um, I think Lalana is rightly so dropping in price. I never really was on the Lalana train. I always thought that, I mean, he, he is class, but I just didn't think he was getting enough shots, enough touches, etc. to keep it up, and he's really kind of fallen off from an FPL perspective, even though he's still playing well. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I was just saying, so I have Bobby, which is an interesting thing. Now he's like a massive differential. I think one of the very, very glaring things, and all of the like Anfield rap and all the Liverpool people are talking about, is that Firmino needs to be center forward for every game for eternity and never ever be considered to move outside basically. Like he comes in, he starts at false nine for the first time in a while and he's just by far the best player on the pitch. He's quietly been like really, really good even from FPL in the last five game weeks with like stats and average points and I don't know, he's kind of now I'm, I'm not like that quick to get rid of him anymore. After that, I think it's race. still looking at the fixtures, a tough sell. Yeah, the fixtures h- are brutal. That's that's the thing for me. It's it's a tough sell when you have someone like Ericsson and Ali right in that bracket. To think that Firmino is going to outscore them, looking at the fixtures, it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That said, it could. We know that Liverpool are a little bit of like a 
schizo fixture team where they look good against top teams, but I still think without Mane, it seems like you guys lose a lot. It seems like Lalana playing in the front three instead of the midfield three without that pace is like a, a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah. Klopp really fucked up with his lineup this weekend. Yeah, but that aside, I, I still would rather have Coutinho on every set piece than Firmino. And I mean, I would maintain that since earlier in the season when Coutinho kind of stepped his game a little bit to another level from an FPL standpoint. But yeah, owning Firmino still, I guess, you don't need to rush to get rid. But it's still just when you look at the fixtures and it's Chelsea and Spurs and Arsenal in the ne- in the next five, that's not and good. And City even, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not It's far good. from good, but it's just less urgent. It's like I got rid of Siggy earlier in the week, which was... Yeah, that felt much more pressing, especially after watching them against each other. And Firmino back to false nine, it was pretty glaring. But no, I totally feel you. Just feel, I feel a little bit bad for people who did bring in Coutinho. I tried to warn them on the last pod that it was too early, and he basically wasn't involved much and played like fifty minutes. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, he's- um, well, he'll he'll start, of course, versus Chelsea, but hopefully he'll be back to form. I don't know. He, I guess he's not fit yet. Yeah, yeah, he must not be, or he maybe he was carrying a little, a little recurrence, a little some, some, yeah. So what about also? I think a lot of people now are looking at striker, and we have Lukaku's coming back into the forefront with their fixture run. Kane, Costa's back. Ibra's in a lot of sides. Some people saw Aguero. They don't know what to do with him. It seems like that second forward is an important, important spot. Where would you want to go? What would you? You have Lukaku. Uh, imagine you're very happy with him. Yeah, I have Ibra, Lukaku, Giroud. Um Lukaku. I mean, the captain blank surely didn't feel good against Palace, but no. their fixture run going forward is still absolutely incredible. So I'm pretty confident to keep. And Everton as a whole look really good. Way better than they did the first half of the season. So I feel pretty positive that Lukaku should be among the highest scoring forwards for the next month or two. And I don't think that's crazy to say. Kane, I mean, it has to be said, is probably like the number one guy to own, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I think he's kind of overtaken Ebro. Ebro's looked like fucking dog shit for the last yeah, he's like, looked, few weeks. Like yeah, he just looks like really a good. lumbering fucking piece of shit. And then he gets like some weird ass goal, and everyone's like, "Oh, Ebro on Twitter, like always, oh, Captain Ebro." And it's like, fuck off. Yeah, he's looked bad, and United have been a little bit wobbly lately. But he's still, I think, a hold with confidence. Yeah, but I definitely I mean, he's would. Still Great, but if I'm ranking them, Kane's probably number one. Yeah, I mean, their fixtures, United fixtures, are still really good, but they're definitely not a score-for-goal side like Spurs. I think that's the main thing that sets Spurs aside. Yeah, exactly. Apart from me is just that they play like they want to and will and have done four goals a game in them against these shitty sides. So, yeah, I agree. I think Kane's number one, but I, I I'm, it's tough if you have Aguero, right, because they have some really good fixtures coming up, but if you watch City and then you look at his stats, it's like, what am I doing with him? And then you also look at the price when he's more expensive than every other player in the game. It's just like, whoa. But do you get rid of him to get Kane? That's still like some people it's really so have to do that to for do. a hit. It's, it's it just feels because, like you're going to fucking fuck yourself if you do that. Yeah. Because it's like, 
it's such a lateral move and you may not, I feel like a lot of people don't really need like money right now. Most of the people in like, you know, top 10 K ish or active players have like a pretty comfortable team right now. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Aguero didn't really threaten against Tottenham in a game where they completely dominated and should have had like four goals. He didn't really threaten, which is very worrying. I mean, Sterling's been further forward than him since coming back into the side. I'm not sure. I mean, with pens and everything, I feel like it it's a pretty safe move to go from Aguero to Kane. And I, yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's good. I just still can, if I were in that position, I would probably not do it. It can't uh, feel good. Because no, that's the thing. It's still Aguero. You're, it's still you know, Aguero. You're He's like at West City. Ham, home, Swansea, at Bournemouth. He could easily hat-trick in any of those games. Yeah. I still just feel so good having the Sky Blue City someone somewhere. Like it just I know. That, I always just, since playing, I just feel like that is something that's necessary, is having like at least one, and it's just weird. I haven't had one in so long. (laughs) That's part of why I got Yaya in the other week. I was just like, you're my favorite, and I miss you, and I want you again. (laughs) You love Yaya, yeah. KDB fucking getting off the boil, his first goal in like 10 years. No, I, I did give a serious think about KDB when I was getting rid of Hazard, but... Two million difference between him and Ali is just like obscene. It's like, up. That's not. That's again like we were beating a dead horse, but it's just the value of Ali and Erickson is just yeah, incomparable. Yeah, yeah. I I do think though. I, I hope I'm just wasn't being a pussy, but I still I think Kevin's going to go on a little mini run right now. He's too classy to not. I mean, yeah, what, what what I'm really interested in is their team sheet next week because. If they start playing that lineup that they played against Tottenham, they're gonna start scoring four goals a game. Yeah, they should. You know, there's been like two halves to the city season. There was free flowing, score a million goals, concede every single game, and then they kind of tightened up and scored like max two goals a game for a while, but tightened up a little bit defensively. Had a couple clean sheets, held teams to one and shit like that. And then they all of a sudden, like, they get fucking fucked by Everton, and Pep is just like, okay, this is the lineup for Tottenham. They completely dominated. And if they play that lineup, you know, against West Ham, like, there's no doubt in my mind they score at least three. And then home Swansea, they'll probably score fucking ten. So <laughs> it's, it's very much a situation worth monitoring. And if, if, if like, Sané can nail down a spot, I'm all in on Sané. I think he's fucking incredible. Yeah, Sané is really good. And also, we don't know what is going on with Jesus. If he's oh gonna, God, he, he almost fucking... scored like seven goals in two <laughs> yeah. minutes. So. He had three touches, but scored nine goals. Yeah, so I don't know if he's gonna come in play. I, I just you don't know really what he's. We gonna don't do know. Any game it's like, kind but. of exciting though. Like that game felt like a bit of a turning point for City, who you know, are still good. Yeah, well, I think also it's a little bit not that maybe PC to say, but I think that Sterling is just not good. I think he's not up to the standard for City. I think he either needs to go abroad or he needs to go to mid-table because he is really the reason, I think a big reason why they've been struggling so bad is that he's playing in their single most forward spot or one of the two players who are having to go get forward and he just is so fucking bad in the final third. Like 
what does he have? Fucking like four or five goals this season. He's playing as basically their striker. Every single game, it's just they lose so much and how bad he is. It's, he's like kind of like Jansen. Wow, that just, is so harsh. I don't think it's harsh because it's not like this is like his first season. Yeah, he has five he's goals. Been, he has eight assists. Yeah, okay. But th- this the assists that he has are honestly sideways passes on fast breaks. Like he doesn't create a lot and then oh, have yeah, some beautiful absolutely. assists. Yeah. His goals are like accidental goals. He's just a lot of pace and a lot of bad end product and a lot of shitting himself in the box. That's basically his mo. Definitely, he had. Yeah. A, he's an English young English player who had a really good breakout season under Barrage, and then he had a big money fee over to City. But he's not good. Like he's not playing well. No, he. And, I mean, no City fan I think would disagree with you. That oh he's no, been but an absolute nightmare. But I'm saying, like, just, you yeah. look at. You look at Sané in that game, like he has everything Sterling doesn't and the pace. Yeah. So I, why I the fuck yeah. is Sterling one of the first names on the team sheet and Sané's struggling to get in the side? Sané misplays a couple balls, sure, but like he's also their similar age and he doesn't he's not like shitty in front of goal like Sterling is. So I don't know. I, I'm not sure what it's going to take for him to not. Maybe Jesus's emergence well, I mean, will yeah, be clearly what it takes. like Nolito has fallen way down the pecking order. But yeah, maybe Jesus takes Sterling's spot. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. He should. I, Sterling's been trying to give his spot away because he's done nothing really. It does me. seem like he draws at least two pens a game. <laughs> no, that no. I, the thing, that's the that's one the thing, thing is, he's good at is like little dribbles. But that's the thing is, yes, that's the only thing he's good yeah, at. And he's then tricky he has his, and he has pace, but he yeah. uh, he really has no end product at all. He really, it's it's crazy how little he's improved there, if at all, really. Yeah, yeah, he has not improved. He was. I still think his best season was that last season with Liverpool, like two seasons ago. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Before oh, he absolutely. Moved. With yeah, so, I mean, Sturridge and Suarez made it a lot easier too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, De Bruyne, Aguero, Silva, like this is easy too. It should be. Anyway. It should be. Yeah, it's, it's it's a duplicative system, or not system, but team like player quality around him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. fair. Um, on the on the note of like tangents and rants, I was watching. You didn't watch Match of the Day, did you? I did. I've caught up. What's the deal with standing <laughs> ovations for dead people? Oh God! <laughs> what this is, is this? Is thing? not gonna. This is not gonna get us any new listeners. But I just don't understand. Every single game on Match of the Day highlights, at some point in the match, there's a standing ovation for someone who fucking died. Yeah, they're like, oh, there's like, like there's buzzy how many like Chelsea fans are there world. in the world? And they're standing at like the 50th minute because some fuck died. Like every single minute, there's someone who died that is that age or like wore that number or something. I just don't understand how it happens. And somehow the fans manage to bring like 15 banners every time someone dies. It's like, oh, like Johnny fucked me, died. Like he was, he was a huge Southampton fan. He's like 30 years old. It's like, what? Like, how many people die? Like, there's probably someone actual dying in the stands right now. <laughs> Dude, are they gonna get a standing ovation? Like, I don't understand. Uh, I I think 
the only time I've ever thought that it was like a, a nice gesture or warranted in any capacity, and I haven't been watching, you know, Premier League for decades, but in the last handful, was those those poor fucking Newcastle fans who died in that plane crash when they went to see the preseason in Thailand or whatever yes. the fuck. Like, like you, you. If there's like it. a like, tragedy. Yeah, it's totally warranted. Or but like someone nine... who works for the club, like the Chelsea one this week was like he was like the groundskeeper. It's like okay, yeah, he's like an employee of Chelsea or a former player, former manager. But like, yeah, or a tragedy, a, yeah. like a plane crash or some shit. But like, if you're 80 and you die because you were like an alcoholic, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I don't know. I, don't know. I just don't understand. It's just like the least American thing ever. Can you imagine an NFL game? It's like no, I can't. It's the twelfth like, minute, like <laughs> this goes out to the twelve ninety-year-olds that died last week. I just don't get it. Anyway, that's that's a bit of a tangent off topic. Triple captain standing ovations next week. I'm sure there'll be at least five. Yeah, I'm sure some like seventy-six-year-old West Brom fan died of natural causes tonight. <laughs> 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 Memorialized at the game. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I wonder what it takes to get a standing ovation. Like, is it the same as like getting your happy birthday on the jumbotron at baseball games? Like, you just email the club and like pay them fifty dollars, and they're like, "Okay, we'll give your grandpa a standing ovation at like seventy-three minutes." <laughs> it's, it's like, thank you. That means a lot. He's watching from above. Uh, I I want to briefly touch on Everton though because even though it was a one nil and and they they took the eighty some minute for Coleman Dong they looked really good and I think Barkley dude yeah you're all over Barkley every <laughs> every single person fans can attest to this every single person on Twitter who's like tweeted in like punt on Barkley or like what about Barkley I answered the exact same thing I'm like. Not for me, but Walsh is all in on him. I'm You're like, like, not for me, but if you want to get talked into it, email us. At yeah, SML, just like email Walsh and he'll fucking suck you off about Barkley because I'm, I just don't even know. Yeah, no, he, I, look, I he, looked, that he looked really he, fucking good. Yeah, I think he's going to be very steady streaming in points and I think he's going to also be the kind of guy that's going to fly in a price rise if he has a couple of like good games. Oh, he always like, is. Yeah, he always is that kind of guy that every English person wants to get in. Yep. I I don't know. I think I'm probably going to wait until next week to get him in, but I, he's definitely coming in for yeah, my... No, for he my looked really too. good. His stats were really good and have been for a few weeks now. Yeah. At yeah. Stoke, I think, is a little deceptively of a tricky type of a game, but after that, they're their home, they just they haven't played any of the shitty sides at home really. They have so many good home games coming up. Yeah, so they're think, at Stoke, yeah. home Bournemouth, at Borough, which is kind of tough. Home Sunderland, at Spurs, obviously nightmare. Home West Brom, home Hull. Yeah, so good. I like, Such I like good run. Yeah, I like Barkley a lot. I, I I think I'm gonna have to get a piece of him soon. And yeah, I mean, you might be able to convince people. me because I I still have Stanislas, and this is probably the last week I'll have him before their fixtures turn. He has home palace this week, and yeah, I won't have that much money to spend on him. So maybe someone like uh, Ross comes in. I don't know. Yeah, I would get Kevin over him a hundred percent, but I just hate the the sixty ish minutes he plays every I know. game. Like, even I even without Delafeu, he still plays. Yeah, like still, still the first sub yeah. he takes off. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's really frustrating. But I, 
But I think with Everton, there are just so many assets between Lukaku, Barkley, Baines, Coleman, even Robles to a lesser extent. Then you also have Funes Mori, who's a sub five, who's going to probably score a goal soon. And fifth, your fifth mid should be Tom Davies. Yeah, Tom Davies. Well, well yeah, with Schneiderlin, they should probably play. We'll see with Gay when he comes back. What I'll do with yeah, formation. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think that they have a lot of assets, and I think that this is the kind of thing that's going to give you little rises is when people are still not they aren't making those transfers yet because they haven't necessarily fired on points, mm. even though they've looked good. Like Those are the kind of things that you need that perfect storm of someone you have an eye on, they have a few fixtures that they are don't score, but they look good, and then they have a good fixture run, like Barkley, I think. Or and, even they're, and they're good price. Yeah, it's like yeah, they, they take price. every box, as a yeah. British person would say. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm heavy on Everton, and I'm going to figure out if I can get three in, but we'll see. And they also have the benefit of not having a blank coming up, which will be nice for us. So Right, right. Yep, that's good shit. I like it. I believe All in right. it. Let's, uh, um, let's, and, well, yeah. last last one. I kind of ended last week with an Antonio shout-out, but just again. And West Ham just have turned a corner. I mean, they took out the, I guess, poisonous Pyatt, who was just like, ruining everyone's mood and hogging the ball and hogging everything and income Lanzini, Antonio, Carol, they're they're on fire right now. Lanzini and Antonio are having just worldy games in terms of stats and returns last few and even though their fixtures have been kinda bad, I mean like United and they just came off at Borough and they're just on fire right now. And like you you can do a lot worse in that price range, is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, they still have City and Southampton the next two, which aren't great, but then they have a pretty decent run coming up after that. It definitely seems like, I, I kind of like Lanzini a little bit more than Antonio. I, he's a little bit cheaper, and when Noble's off the pitch, which should be every minute of every game, <laughs> he's on pens, which is always nice. And um, corners and all that kind of shit. And, yeah, yeah, all the set pieces, and... Yeah, I mean, he's a classy player, and I think with Pae gone, he's not going to go missing in games so much like he did when Pae played. I think he like he he's has the kind to of be player the that creator. Yeah, it seems like yeah. he's taken the onus on of being that creative, tricky guy that Pae always dominated. Yeah, and he is that guy. I mean, he's really tricky. He's tough to deal with. He's quick. He's silky smooth, and he looks good. I think Antonio still has like that directness or whatever, but I yeah, still he, think Antonio I don't had know. like seven touches in the box and a bunch of shots. Yeah. Yeah, I still like Lanzini a little bit more, but I think after the next couple, I agree completely with you that they turn the corner. I mean, they're comfortably mid-table, probably where they should have been all season. Yeah, they're looking and, good right now. I mean, yeah, they look good, and their fixtures are getting wins better. Come in a row, and yeah, and Lanzini's point six cheaper. He's six three, so cheap. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, maybe rant. he'll be my Stanislas replacement. I don't know. Yeah, he could be. It depends what bracket you're shopping. But yeah, I think in that around that six billion bracket, I would like I would rather have Lanzini than Morales, probably. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, okay. Good talk. Good talk, good talk. Um all right, yeah, let's go to uh captains and our teams. Captain yeah, as you mentioned earlier, I think Alexis will still be the absolute runaway favorite, but Ebra will be up there. Home yeah, home. I don't think runaway favorite with Ibra being so highly owned with but home just, hall people. But just Alexis's returns lately have just yeah. been crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and no, I, I think they'll they'll probably be pretty close. Though I think Ibra and Alexis, but 
Alexis, I'm not even considering. And Ebra also, we've mentioned earlier, is, hasn't looked that good. And Hull were, to me, extremely impressive at Chelsea. Um, yeah, Hull they could are have looking easily, pretty fucking good right now. Yeah, they could have easily gotten something from that game. I mean, they, they gave up that yeah, late they were given piece. the they pen had, and Courtois had to make some good yeah. saves, yeah. Yeah, they, they look like they're going to stay up, honestly. I think they're going to stay Kupovich, up. Yakub dude. Yeah, he's a lot better than Marshall. I guess Marshall's just old and bad. He's not Marshall from Cardiff anymore. 3.9 and just God. Yeah, they still have a few really tough fixtures, Hull, but I think they're, they look, the performances since they've gotten Silva and have been outstanding. And I don't think that that's a great fixture, especially when they have all those fucking like oafs at the back. If, if Davies makes it back, they're, they're playing three center backs with McGuire, Davies, Dawson. That's tough for any any central forward to Especially play Especially someone like Ibra, who yeah. like, that seems like it that's plays all against it, his strengths. Yeah, yeah, he's playing against three like huge oaf hulking fucks. Yeah, that's fair so, enough. But yeah, so then there's Tottenham. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Ali or Kane are both better options than Alexis and Ibra for whichever of those two you own. You could convince me on Ericsson, even though I do normally prefer to captain someone who you think's gonna has brace potential, which I do not think Ericsson has. I don't really think Ericsson has. has brace potential, but he easily has brace assist potential, oh. like Max Bones. Easily, yeah. but yeah. it's just always that you're you're relying on the player you're captaining's teammates versus the player you're captaining, right. which is right. you know, yeah, it's like once once removed. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think I'm on Kane. I, that's fucking never ever changing unless if he like gets killed this week but other than that standing, i think standing it, ovation for kane this week <laughs> oh definitely i think yeah kane ali are they it's hard to imagine them not scoring like four especially jillaboji fucking punched fletcher in the face and he's getting <laughs> suspended they have like yeah, no was, defenders it's yeah, gonna be was, like fucking everyone's at africa or injured or suspended that was a good punch. That was got a him. really funny punch. Fletcher also has like he has like the similar to Crouch smile where it's just all top teeth. And he's just like smiling, like looking at the ref. He's like, Well he fucking punch you in the face. And the ref he is looks like, like he has dentures. Yeah, it does look they look very fake, yeah. But Sunderland. yeah, it's hard to imagine Spurs not scoring like three, four, five. Sunderland are in trouble. And it looks like we, we increased our bid for Van Anhold. That might be Palace get done. did. Yeah, because yeah. they can't buy anyone because they're in huge debt, so they need to sell some players. So I don't know, but yeah, their their defense looks, especially that Jilabaji looks like it's ridiculously bad. They're gonna have to play old man O'Shea, Love, who knows, Billy Jones. They're, they've, yeah, they're running out of bodies. Really rough. Yeah, everyone's dead. So I think I think that's gonna be a fucking insane crooked scoreline. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, I like Spurs for captaincy too. All right. Yep. So what are we at transfers? It's I mean we have a long week. I guess we'll pod. It's a really long week. Yeah, we'll pod probably Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah, makes sense to me. Um, yeah, fucking FA Cup. I I assume most teams will bench starters for FA Cup, but I don't know. That'll be interesting to monitor. See if we have to adjust something. But so I already did Sigidali. We both had two frees. I already did Sigidali. Um, as far as the second transfer, I, I'm torn. I might save. I might do Giroud out, but I can't afford Kane, so it's not really good. I probably won't. Um, unless I do a minus four and then I get Kane. And then I might do Holobus out. I mean, 
I still have Amat as my fifth defender. He just he doesn't play, so I have an absolute blank there. It's kind of scary to me to go for the next two weeks with just three defenders. Um, well, Holobas is only missing one game. No, he's suspended for two. Yeah, but one of them is the League Cup or whatever, the oh, FA Cup. Oh, wow. So he's just, back for Burnley. You just saved him in my team. He was fucking yeah. gone. Okay, yeah. that's a great shout. So then I won't waste the transfer on Holobas. So I might just save my, my other one and have two frees next week. I mean, that's the dream if you could do that. Ugh. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. What if you just did Firmino to Ericsson? Yeah, I could do that, but I don't know. Seems seems good. Seems good to me. I have Ali. I feel okay there. I think. Yeah. yeah I'm not. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. For now, I, 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 th- I feel pretty comfy saving with Giroud, Firmino being teetering but i don't know bobby kind of won me over again i mean obviously i'm seeing everything through very scouse tinted glasses but i just love him so much and he just looks so fucking good and i'm i think the lineup with coutinho back in pretty much solidifies it for me to be false nine and when he's there he's just got so i, I feel pretty good there okay what about you? i don't i don't i don't agree with that for the record i know i, you I think Okay. Yeah. Fuck you. Okay. No, fuck you. <laughs> well, I already used... I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm going to wait until fucking FA Cup draw in two weeks comes out. And I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm just going to do my transfers. And I did. I brought Ollie and Cannon for Hazard and Costa. I fucked them both off. Hazard is obviously... That's ridiculous to keep him. But Costa was a little bit... I was a little bit more torn, but really not torn at all. I just think that his... His returns for his price is not good, even though it's consistent. Yeah, we've been shouting and, that for like months. Yeah, for forever. I bet, you know, it's the kind of thing that he's not really going to hurt you if you don't own him because his ceiling is like nine points. You know? Yeah, he's for getting, people who played FPL last year, it's, it's identical to Vardy in second half of last year. Yeah. And so I, I, I think Kane is the best captaincy share for the weekend. So I definitely wanted to get him in for that purpose. And, Again, I'm talking about Spurs and how good they look and what I think they're going to be doing moving forward. Having two of their attackers seems like very safe and very nice. So Yeah, and Kane and Ollie, I would say, are the best two to have. Yeah, Yeah. so I just jumped on that. I just switched my Chelsea attackers to Spurs attackers, and now I don't have to be like so sad every time Spurs play when they inevitably keep scoring for fun, which is good. But moving forward, I'm still in a little bit of a troublesome thing with Van Dyck, who I desperate to get rid of i mean he's i have him at five six i bought him a while ago but he's been last four or whatever he's just been terrible and yeah, i'm either hurt, which is a nightmare yeah no it's like red card hurt just like a calamitous series of events and of course the week they fucking finally keep a clean sheet when they haven't done since like november he dies right before he gets the points for it yeah, so no, that's great so I think, and I still have Crouch and Darun. So I'm I'm probably gonna start Crouch again, even though I think it's a pretty bad fixture home Everton, especially if they're playing three at the back. He probably will get sucked up and fucking do nothing. But maybe I'll take a minus eight late last minute. I don't know. But I think Van Dyck probably to Brunt is what I'll do for a hit. Yeah, you got, because- you got to do Van Dyck right because otherwise you won't have. Uh- Started well, this I, week. I I still think he's gonna like be healthy in a week and a half. Oh, I don't really? think was, I, yeah, I, I don't. 
I haven't seen anything on the injury since it happened. I don't know. He said he doesn't. He's not sure if he'll be ready for the League Cup game, which is like tomorrow. So I, I don't know. But it's the same kind of thing that he was injured last week and then he went off with like the same muscle or what. I don't know. Yeah. It's like you're just you're being annoying, and I I hate him so. I'm going to get rid of him, but I, I'm either going to get Brunt or I could just get Rose and then figure it out. It's just it's just more expensive, so it hamstrings me for what I could do moving forward. With the fifth mid-spot or third spot. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be fifth mid-spot. I'm going to hold Crouch. I'm going to go 3-5-2. I want to yeah, give I like 3-5-2. So how much in the bank do you have right now? 0.9. Yeah, so if you got Rose, that would be that would cut it basically in half. Right. And that leaves you very thin for Darun. Yeah, yeah so- fuck. Because the thing it's if I go and that's the other thing I, I talk I mean I should but if I go Van Dick to Brunt I could just get Phillips in for Darun for another hit which would be probably terrible to take eight points but yeah I mean I don't think you would take eight points take a minus four and then do it next week right but I could get priced out but it, and then it's the same thing that like how much do I how comfortable do I think Crouch is going to score you know because then if I get a I think he's in a blank for sure. So that's why I'm looking, even so though you're at thinking Burrow, two points. But how confident are you that Phillips is going to score at Burrow? Yeah, it's no, not, I mean, it's not great. No, it's not great, but I'm not having fun. So what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair too. Maybe well, I yeah. will start. Maybe I'll start. But every time Crouch does anything, it's like ecstasy. Yeah, so I I would so definitely I'll just, just do minus four, start Crouch, and then and then yeah. deal, but. Because yeah. what I could also do is then next week for a hit, double swap Yaya and Darun out for Chatters and Barkley, two of my loves. Yeah. Yeah, that, it leaves you a lot more options also. Yeah, a lot more. Got lot more so yeah. probably, I'll probably go Brunt there, but I'm sure I'll have another red next week. Nah, come on. You're no, 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 no. What corner, Alon? <laughs> I'm terrible. Am I going to get my third green since November, or am I going to get my 50th red since November? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm pulling for a green for you. You need to get out of the gutter. Well, I was You're last You're still week. like 100K higher than me also, which is depressing. That's a sad thing, because I've been so much more depressed lately. And Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, was just, I was way worse off at the same point last season, and I finished 19K. So yeah. I'm kind of banking on that. Yeah, I mean, we still have the chips and the doubles and shit, but I just, I, I just feel like I blew my season. I don't know. Yeah, because I was, you didn't, but I understand what you mean. No, but I kind of did because I was in the 15k region a handful of game weeks ago in the low 20k region, and I just plummeted. I just made such bad decisions. That Chaz Austin injury was the bane of life. That I don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive him for that. I don't think. Yeah, I can no, get, that was get a path. major turning point in the season. We talked about that last week. Yeah, he fucked a lot of us. He fucked us all. And then we both get rid of Carroll. Now he's just the best striker in the league. Fucking Carroll, dude. I don't know. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Email us at fmlpl at gmail.com. Join the league like a Facebook. Right on iTunes. Yeah.